read books, I've read papers about this, and none of that, nothing within the medical training that I've had was going to prepare me. The amazing thing about the mushrooms is that they speak. They talk to you. They will answer questions, carry on conversations. Psilocybin just pulls up a chair on the porch and puts its feet up. What's up, my fungus family? This is Eric Osborne, but you already knew that. What you don't know, though, is that I'm about to start a new fun forum, and you're invited. It's called On Psilocybin. That's right. Have you ever wanted to be on psilocybin with me? Heck, lots of you listeners have been on psilocybin with me but this is going to be a little bit different. We won't be taking mushrooms. We'll be talking mushrooms. And philosophy, farming, pharmacopoeia, business, branding, whatever. Anything that has anything to do with sacred mushrooms, we're going to be talking about it. And I want you to be there. Please, this is going to be a really fun, interactive event. You can submit a question or register to be live in the conversation at the link in the podcast notes or check it out on all my social medias it's going to be great and this is my gift to you i know it's not much but what i got is me and i want to share it with the world so please come be on psilocybin with me (laughs) see you there mondays at 7 eastern tell your friends let's get on psilocybin all right here we are we did it Woo! on the other side On the other side, looking outside at the beautiful lake. Well, what do you got to say? What do you think? Some powerful stuff. Yeah, and, and this is pretty mild. Like I said, this is a pretty mild one, uh, comparatively. Um, what's has stuck with you the most so far? I mean, we're you know we're just a few hours from people. Well, I mean, not even an hour. Maybe some of the some of the folks just left and. So this is just barely on the other side of the whole thing. But for now, what is standing out most to you about this whole thing? I think seeing a model of healing that I've never seen previously, seeing something that's not just about like the receptors in it involved, but the healing of the soul. Mm. You weren't thinking about the serotonin receptors when all this was happening. <laughs> I, I think that went to. It kind of took a back seat there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems not quite as relevant in the midst of the whole thing. Yeah. Very much. <laughs> so, being the first group experience that you've been a part of, you know, just talk talk about that dynamic versus the solo stuff that you've done yourself? Um, I think first and foremost, things, not even things, uh, fields of therapy, like somatic therapies, and uh, paths offered by places like Naropa. Uh, I s- was able to to see their 
forms of healing and what it can do for people uh, in a way that I previously was not welcoming to or unaware of or uh, just couldn't see. I was kind of blind to it in a, in a way. Um, I think versus a solo experience, um, the, as you word, group consciousness, the, the collective, the ability to see that you're not alone in, in that space when everyone that also came here to integrate is working on something in their own way. Mm. You can't, you're not experiencing what they're experiencing. You're not seeing what they're seeing, but it's one common goal mm-hmm. of healing. Mm-hmm. And that is something that you can't appreciate in a room with two people. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I suspect that the therapeutic like the clinical therapeutic models are going to evolve towards group therapy. Uh, uh, Go ahead and make that prediction because (laughs) that's what we've been doing for thousands of years. That's what works the best. It really does. I've seen it Mm. over and over. And even, you know, we had one individual here that came for a private session previously. And I suggested to her strongly that the group service would be more um, helpful and you know she was like like many people was resistant to that because you know most people understandably feel like their problems nobody's going to understand them or that this is a private embarrassing struggle that Mm -hmm. you don't want to share with anybody Uh, and the truth is we're first of all we're all going through our own type of hell Mm -hmm. and to be able to walk through that hell together makes it easier and then to know that what you're experiencing, what you're going through, isn't, it doesn't have to be shameful at all. It doesn't have to be embarrassing. It doesn't have to be uh, this skeleton in the closet. And in fact, that is the very thing that creates more sickness. Yeah, like people dismiss their worth. Mm. their emotional worth their suffering that's something that in our society uh, we we get closed off that we look at others and you know I haven't experienced what they've experienced like my suffering's not to the point that I need to go to therapy or all of these different things which are just our own manifestations Mm. preventing us Mm -hmm. the stories we tell ourselves Mm -hmm. yeah but the vulnerability that you were referring to i mean that that takes guts that that is something that the space capitalizes off of Mm -hmm. for sure in the group Mm -hmm. but that is intimidating to mm-hmm. to to be that vulnerable mm-hmm. and open. Mm-hmm. 
but it also is something that it's a domino effect that's something that really uh came out throughout the week yeah the closed offness and the walls mm-hmm. resistance that were present day one at the end of the week you just saw this this transition mm-hmm. of I'm comfortable with these people because we're, we've we've went through this together and even with the the staff uh, just this ability to know that you're being heard ability to know that people are going to hold space for each other mm-hmm. that is that's powerful stuff <laughs> yeah yeah there were several conversations about around that this morning how even in the downtime when you're just hanging out and playing pool or mm-hmm. sitting around the fire or even over dinner you're continuing to talk about mm-hmm either the material or relevant material or reflecting back on the uh, the immediate experience with the mushroom and it's a constant immersion into that curiosity the what Joan called the exquisite vulnerability yeah um, and who she was just god what a you talk about courageous man I, I feel like she spearheaded this whole Mm-hmm. retreat you know her being so transparent with her pain and experience from go mm-hmm. allowed everybody else to to follow yeah suit no and uh setting that tone Going back to the domino effect, like that is, uh, that's how you, that's how others that are maybe more withdrawn that have never had that space, mm-hmm. people that have never had, whether it's family or, or spouses that they can talk to, just, it only takes one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That was such a big part of the week, too. People sharing how little they could talk like this around their family, and not even like this, just, just, share kind of basic vulnerabilities, basic pain and not being heard. Our our society is so prone to just shutting down exposure to that kind of pain or secondary trauma. Um, and it's really, it's it breaks my heart. Uh, I know that it's just a reality, you know, I deal with it within my family. Um, but that, it's, it, it seems so hard, but it, it is so simple, and it that is how we we all heal, uh, continuing to avoid and turn our, turn away from the sincerity of others, the pain of others, the pain of our own lives. It's, it's just so obvious how that is compacting all of the the sickness or the uh, the trauma however you want to mm-hmm. term it stuck just stuckness yeah you know yeah uh, the autopilot of of life mm. while simultaneously not feeling fulfilled or realizing that there's a, a lack and that you know mm. the vessel mm. and 
in the in in the actual consciousness are are not really they're in not aligned. Um, mm-hmm. But it made me go back to the earlier recording, and pretty sure you said something about like what is sanctuary mm. to me, mm-hmm. and I remember saying that something about the the collective of the community uh, and the wisdom of the elders. And I think that that was definitely on s- display. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, so much of sanctuary is the community. It simply is mm-hmm. the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and to know that you have a common group that you can be heard. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, it's so powerful. Yeah. It's so powerful, dude. What we're creating is is so incredibly powerful. I'm just starting to get a little window into that, comparing it to what you know I did for seven years out of this country, and to now be seeing this immersed community where the people that are here on this retreat mm-hmm. are going to come back into our Sunday services. And even if they don't share verbally, they're going to share energetically. Just their being mm-hmm. is going to help bring the power of this to other folks that are in the community in that way. Um, and that goes back to uh, some of the members that had worked in Jamaica with the mushroom mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that uh, had spoke about their experience and integrating that and in that it's years that even though that experience was this mm-hmm. was that long ago mm-hmm. that the integration and the work and how that had changed their day to day life, like the 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 effects echoed for Yeah. For that. It's uh, it, that's kind of like the thing that keeps hitting me so frequently is how long of a tale this experience has and how it continues to unfold. Um, you know, it, it's say, saying Joan's name is okay. She recorded a podcast with Courtney, which I'm eager to listen to. Uh, and you know, she's very open about talking with her experience, which is another aspect of courage that is so valuable in moving this forward for our entire society. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, seeing the person that she is now compared to who she was in 2019 when we first worked together is that's what keeps me going. Because you do, you have these experiences and a lot of times you do see people have a profound experience and they feel very changed and then to the six weeks goes by and they go through a dip and they're struggling. But if you continue to make contact over a year or two years of time, you'll see that that shifts and they continue to not only benefit, but recognize that the benefit came from that experience with the mushroom and then to come back to that and continue working with it and continue expediting. And now, you know, somebody like her could very easily become 
I mean, she is a healer herself. Mm-hmm. You know, you saw how she this week, how she through her encouragement of others, through sharing her story, how she helped elicit the same response in other people. And what a testimony that is to the power of each and every one of us as we courageously work through what we bring to everybody else. We have no idea what we are. We have no idea <laughs> our own power. Yeah. That is uh, that is something that this week, that was really on display this week, uh, looking at the people that came in who had this mental imagery of I'm not, my story's not worth, don't have something that's at the level of someone else. Mm -hmm. Um, But then being able to still impact the the, the collective, the group. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the thing with Joan for, for me is that so wise yet every member this week could see themselves mm-hmm. reflected. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to her uh, sharing and just relating um, back. What about the, the integration sessions? You know, have you ever experienced anything like that? N- no. Um, I mean, I never came uh, into this space uh, with a background of I would say, uh, uh, like an illicit use, like I always uh, looked mm-hmm. at it through the therapeutical lens, mm-hmm. but um, integration, when you don't have that group, is totally different. <laughs> when it's a, you know, like, when it's just the, the moderator um, and the person who's coming to the mushroom that just night and day difference because when you have that group integration and when you (laughs) feel the energy of everyone moving in the same direction of healing Mm -hmm. I mean even if you're a little resistant like that that tugs you Mm -hmm. yeah 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 being with people while they share their tears and and laughter, mm-hmm. you know, that balance and not having it, you know, while we are serving maybe as conversational guides, uh, not having a person who is there psychoanalyzing, mm-hmm. just asking questions, just continuing to ask questions um, to help people gain clarity on just their own thoughts and their own experience has been Something I've just been a thing that I've really, you know, I didn't have any training or experience in uh, therapy. Uh, you know, I guess middle school was about the closest thing that I had to anything like this before I got started. And other than just, you know, like you've said about yourself, a, a childlike curiosity, just just being curious about first what it is that people are looking for looking to do with their lives 
and then curious about ways that we can help them open those doors. It's really, <laughs> it is so satisfying, so 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 much joy in there, um, and you know its own challenges as well. Uh, which I'm interested in that for yourself, you know, how I we as a community can help to support facilitators better as time goes on. So it may be not a question that you can answer right now, whatever, whatever you can, please feel free to, but it's something that I want you to um, always feel free to talk about, reach out. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure that I really know how to do it that well mm-hmm. myself. You know, I said this morning a little bit about that and it, um, aside from going and taking mushrooms because, you know, I can go talk to somebody about everything that I experienced through working with people where we can go talk to a therapist or whatever, but it's kind of like the same thing that mm-hmm. people are coming here for. Like the therapist, thank you, therapist, love what you do. Um, but it's, it is, a, it is limited in its ability to help process. Uh, so I don't know if, if I need to go do mushrooms now or, uh, <laughs> what, but, um, uh, it's, it's something to be thinking about. So that's, that's something I'd love you to comment on just kind of what your thoughts are and processing and offloading some of what you've experienced as a space holder this week. And then also if you would talk about. Um, holding space, being present for uh, members while you are also participating in the sacrament yourself. Okay. Um, I guess for the first part of the question, um, having had shadowing experiences in the past uh, and with hospitalists in the beginning, the, the, uh, the first sacrament was that simply that you know I didn't really have any tools I didn't I hadn't seen anything to model I so really just observing uh you and Athena that was that was uh extremely helpful um and kind of was on the job training <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah at the highest That's level about, uh, yeah and you know I I was kind of joking, like, I've read books, I've read papers about this, and <laughs> none of that mm-hmm. was going to prepare me for the actual act of um, nothing within the medical training that I've had was going to prepare me uh, for that space. Mm-hmm. Um, to go to uh, my... Uh, part of the sacrament in the space as a facilitator. Um, Whenever I said my intention, it was uh, to be in alignment with those who who had used the sacrament uh, as a facilitator uh, for hundreds of thousands of years ago. Um, To kind of be in that wisdom and to like have have that with me, uh, and in the beginning, that's definitely what I got. Mm. Uh, I got told uh, 
I had the the feeling that uh, the way that I had interacted with the mushroom previously, uh, that that was then and this is now. <laughs> um, and moving forward, the uh, the space and uh, the connection is different. Finally, whenever I was able to come out and, and serve my role, I just tried to hold space to try to feel the energy of, of those that were uh, going through whatever it was that they were going through, uh, that were trying to get what whatever it was that they were supposed to, to get um, from the sacrament. And there were many times where that would go on for a wave, and then there was a going and checking on people, going and trying to make sure that everyone had water, that, that no one was not in a safe spot, which part of my role. But then to have my legs kicked out from under me to say, get down and just try to feel, mm-hmm. just try to be there, mm-hmm. try to try to absorb whatever it is you can you can absorb uh, or to channel whatever you can try to channel mm-hmm. and <laughs> the craziest thing is that you know before this week I don't know if I would have you know I, I knew of it mm-hmm. but I'd never felt it mm-hmm. you know just to be able to to, to be in that role, I mean, it was it was humbling, and it was a blessing, and one of the most meaningful experiences I've ever had, to be myself vulnerable in that space, mm-hmm. and to be able to feel others' uh, vulnerability in that in that space. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I I told Athena, I said uh, I used to play uh, guitar in the little Pentecostal church when I was younger. And, you know, I would sing these these songs, but I was singing to something that I wasn't with. And, and, and this week, with my part of the sacrament, I was with my higher power mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. And while it has, it's only been one service that you've, partaken in the sacrament with the members that you were being of service to uh, I am so curious what you would say to someone in the medical psychiatric field who was to criticize you for taking mushrooms with people who were taking mushrooms hmm we will be criticized for this this will be used as a way to say that we're unsafe or a drug cult or whatever you you know i mean it's gonna happen yeah i think that there's um they're entitled to say whatever their comments are Mm -hmm. um uh, that's their human right and it's even something that i had questions about previously as well Mm -hmm. um coming from that model the biggest takeaway for me is that you're talking about something that you're trying to conform into an institution of healthcare that is so new in the grand scheme of the mushroom that the mushroom and, and the sacrament and 
the indigenous relationships and the model at which it was originally and, and, and is to be used, maybe not in every case, mm-hmm. you know, you, I was the only facilitator that was in that space, but that is in the practice of the, of how the shaman and the Cherokee and, and all these cultures of the Americas had used uh, the mushroom and came to it to heal others. I understand now in a way, and again, it's not an every course thing, but it is a, there is a space for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you know, it's, I prescribe insulin, doesn't mean I have to take insulin. Mm. You know, I prescribe Zoloft, I don't have to take, and that's fine. But when you're talking, this is a sacred space. The plant medicines that have, that hold these sacred spaces uh, have a practice for a reason. Yeah, very different than uh, most prescriptory medicines. Like you said, it opens up a space, and it's a workspace. It's a space that you step into, and you can help yourself, and you can help others. Mm-hmm. And we will and are coming to find, many already know, that these are not just tools for our own personal mental health. These are tools for better understanding the nature of reality and the more we understand the nature of reality and consciousness, then the more we are able to work in that realm and the more we're able to use those parts of ourselves as tools to help heal and grow. And I, on those same lines, uh, having members this week who had came into contact with the psychedelic experience from a festival sense or when you bring that history and background into this, your their ability to sh- to share and say what went on thi- within this week mm-hmm. defied w- what their historical context Previous was. Experience, yeah, and that there's something to be said about yeah i really i wanted to sit down with emil and do a conversation here uh for the podcast and maybe it's something i can do over zoom or something in time because that perspective going from the recreational to the spiritual approach is vastly different Mm. and there is uh each one has a lot to inform the other you know with um but yeah they're very very different and to get that perspective is can be really valuable right on man well uh you did a great job man really you really like i said you really knew when to step in and when to step out uh you were very much a psychedelic ninja uh in training this week and i'm really looking forward to more of it together right on and so last thing we'll leave on uh after this week particularly i'm sure it's a different answer than it (laughs) it would have been coming into it What's psilocybin say to you, Tristan? Psilocybin says, give to me and I'll give to you. Respect me and I will show you the way of your personal legend. Mm. Whoa, personal legend. I love that. Damn. Mm. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs>